0: Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. It's Black and Abdal. You can listen to our show weeknights, six to eight, right here on ESPN 1000. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Abdal, we are now entering championship weekend this Sunday. You have the NFC, the AFC championship games. We have the final four left in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I think these are the four best teams that we've seen I mean you know Josh Allen and the Bills have dealt with some injuries so I think that especially that game the way that game unfolded like the Bengals were clearly the better team on the field and I'm glad that they get another run I think you've got the two best quarterbacks in the NFL going against each other in Mahomes and Joe Burrow and then on the NFC side obviously you and I have said throughout the year that the best team at least in the NFC and maybe the NFL are the Eagles so it's not surprising that they are representing but this 49ers team just can't be stopped like whether it's Brock Purdy whether it whoever it is it doesn't matter their weapons both on offense and defense are able to overcome quarterback play and it's not even bad quarterback play Brock Purdy's been playing insanely well better than their other quarterbacks as a third stringer so I think you've got the four best teams in the NFL in the final four which is always good to see on on each side I I think in the AFC we can say the teams were
0: built offensively with the quarterback first and then pieces placed around the quarterback. And thus, you have the teams that you have, Cincinnati and Kansas City, to why they've been so great as of late the last couple of years to be in the Final Four this year. On the other side, in the NFC, I think you could take the angle that the two teams that got there, Philadelphia and San Francisco, both built with the defense. The defense is why these teams have been so successful. You mentioned Brock Purdy, his play. He's been unbelievable. But then also... Jalen Hurts at this time last year was a topic of conversation in Philly to whether or not he could be a quarterback that could get this team to the next level. And they're there. They're in the, the championship game in the NFC. But both of these teams, if you look at the two conferences, AFC built with quarterbacks, NFC still with defense. It feels a little old school the way the Philly uh, Philadelphia and the 49ers have been built.
1: Well, like if you look at the, what you just said th- this time last year, we were talking about two quarterbacks, after the draft and free agency, it was Jalen Hurts and it was Tua Iowa, Obviously, both former Alabama quarterbacks, both with teams now, and 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 both were given the opportunity to prove it. Like the Eagles went out and traded for AJ Brown, the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill, like. It is on you now. We've given you the best wide receivers we could possibly give you. You have one of the best offensive lines we possibly give you. You're healthy. You're both healthy. Like, you've got to prove it. This is a make-it-or-break-it year. And Jalen Hurts obviously answered the bell. I don't know if Tua's yet. I think the jury's still out on Tua. Like, they might be looking for a new quarterback if Tom Brady wants to go there, if Aaron Rodgers wants to, whoever wants to go there. They will look at that option. But I think Jalen Hurts and someone who you and I have been high on since he played at Alabama and then went to Oklahoma and then was drafted by the Eagles as someone who we knew was going to be able to put it together, someone who consistently gets better and better. And I think the hope here is in Chicago, as we are on the Bear Down podcast, uh, that is that Justin Fields continues to get better and better, right? Like we saw his first year with Matt Nagy, not great. Obviously, they fire Matt Nagy. They bring in Matt Eberflus this year. I think we can all agree, whether you believe he's the guy or not, I think we can all collectively agree that he played better this year than he did last year. Like, he evolved as a quarterback. His throwing was better. He's making better passes. Obviously, he's running. The play with his legs got uh, absurdly better than it was last year. And the hope is now that he can become the next Jalen Hurts, that, like, that's the trajectory. However, it'd be nice if he had Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and, like, the best offensive line in the NFL.
0: It does feel like this offseason, the Bears are at a uh, fork in the road where with all of the cap space that they have, with the draft capital, the number one pick, the direction that Ryan Poles could take. He could go down a path like the NFC teams that have gone to this point and say, I'm going to pour all of my assets into the defense because in the NFC, for us to be competitive at a championship level, we have to beat Philadelphia. San Francisco, and other teams that are at the top who have great defenses. Or you could say, you know, I'm going to build this team the way kind of teams in the AFC have kind of built where the pieces around the quarterback are vastly more important than what the defensive side of the ball is because as long as we can be okay defensively, you know, look to Cincinnati, look to Kansas City. At times, I know they were better this year, but in years past with Mahomes, they haven't been that good. And just say, as long as we support Fields, it, it also would be an idea that it's a bit counterculture to the conference. If the Bears put all their assets into the offensive side and the two teams that are playing, fighting for the Super Bowl, are defensive minded teams who have elevated their offenses, and obviously Shanahan is, is an offensive minded coach, he can scheme up anything, they have weapons. But then again, the team wasn't built offensively. Their defense is the number one unit. And same with the Eagles. The Eagles, because they were able to supply their quarterback with weapons, they're able to get to where they're at. I, I wonder if that's if it, it's going to be something for Ryan Poles where he maybe uh, sets his attention on one side of the ball for this offseason and hopes to then fix the other side in the years to come once he has one of the sides stabilized, or if he tries to play both sides here in this offseason. Get edge rusher, fix the offensive line, find a wide receiver, kind of help with the defensive tackle and try and do it all at once. I think that's pretty difficult to do. But I do think it's interesting if you look at the two sides of the conference that that there are two distinctly different avenues to how the four teams got here. I feel like San Francisco and Philly defensive teams and then the offense came afterwards mm-hmm. where the Bengals and the Chiefs primarily were successful offensively early and then the defensive side of things kind of clicked for them. And and I think that's where the Bears have a lot of opportunity in this
1: offseason. I think you can kind of do both at the same time, right? Like there's not I think there's less holes on the defense than there are on offense. Because on the offense, you have the, the biggest hole is filled. Sure. With Justin Fields, where on defense, your secondary is still pretty legit. Like, your secondary is good enough when healthy. Like, Eddie Jackson yeah. getting hurt was a big loss for this team because we've talked about how good he was playing this season before he got hurt. You could argue that you have two safeties and two corners. Yeah. And that's a good starting spot. Yeah. You need an almost all-new defensive line, and you need linebackers, right? Like you need those. You need to build from the inside out there. Same with on the offense. I think you need more offensive linemen because we've seen that Justin Fields with time is accurate and can throw the ball down the field, but you also need to support your quarterback with weapons. Like, you have to. You have to get a number one wide receiver. You're not going to be able to properly evaluate Justin Fields until you prove that you have a number one wide receiver. Like, if he was out there with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, like, I think that we would have a completely different perspective on Justin Fields, I don't think you'd be getting the phone calls that were saying, hey, maybe take a flyer on Bryce Young and see what you have because I don't know if Fields is the guy. You have to properly evaluate your quarterback because this is his third year. Like, that fifth-year option is coming up, and you need to figure out if Justin Fields is going to be the guy. And the only way you can do that is the offensive line and your weapons, but also I think you have the luxury of being able to do both too, right? Because you have the most money in $120 million in cap space, whatever, and you have a potential to have the most draft picks or a ton of draft picks, if you trade out of that first-round pick, trade back to three, two, maybe trade that again to get more picks, you have the chance to have both. Like, you could do both. Like, you could be that, that commercial with the little goer where she goes, why not both? Like, you could be what that. What commercial is that? There's like a commercial where it's like, should we do this? And should we do this? And she goes, why not both? And then she's on the shoulders and everybody's celebrating her because they did both. What's the product? I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, it was a terrible Bad commercial. commercial then, but I know the meme. <laughs> I know the gif and I know the meme, okay? <laughs> but the point is that you, you could do both. Like, you could spend money on your defensive line and on your offensive line. Like, you could go out there and spend your money that way and then use your draft picks on fast wide receivers and good wide receivers and then and then on linebackers and that kind of thing or you could draft a very good offensive lineman that's going to be there for 10 years and then use your money on defensive line and linebackers or vice like you can the way the bears had like this could set up perfectly for them where they could do both because if you end up trading that pick that number one overall pick and end up trading back and then trading back and end up with what people are screenshotting with all these picks and you end up getting 10 picks out of the first pick. Like, you could do both. It might not be – like, those young guys might not be proven for a year, but they're going to help you right away. Like, there are wide receivers that come into this league and make an instant impact. Sure. And become top five wide receiver that very first year because they're set up with the quarterback. Like, there are guys that do that. There are guys in the NFL that come in the defensive line are just absolute game-wreckers on the defensive line their first year in the NFL. You could do that. So there is a chance. It's slim, but there is a chance that this team could do both. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team with these moves if they do that, but they're going to set themselves up by building on both sides of the football.
0: You saw something earlier today on ESPN.com. It, it didn't get a chance to, to make the big show. We were in for Greeny today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. It was a possible trade scenario for the Bears to go after a cornerback?
1: Well, okay, so it was Jeremy Fowler on ESPN.com, and he – always has the pieces on ESPN.com where he talks to the executives. Like he does one before the year, he does one around the middle of the year, and then he does one at the end of the year. And this one was centered around where do you think quarterbacks are going to go, right? And they went through where do you think Aaron Rodgers plays, where do you think uh, Tom Brady plays, where do you think Derek Carr plays, all that. And then towards the bottom, he got into some possible trades of the Rams specifically are kind of in a tough spot. They've reached that point where, oh, F them picks kind of isn't working for them. Because now they've owed a, a lot of guys a lot of money, specifically Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd. I don't think the Bears would trade Leonard Floyd back for Leonard Floyd. But if you look at it, the executives told him they don't believe that the the Rams are going to trade Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald. They think they'll they'll just eat the money. They'll just Aaron Donald's owed like twenty nine million dollars. Stafford's owed like thirty million dollars. But the interesting was one. What do, you, was, what do you mean eat the money? You think that.
0: He's suggesting that they'll be no, cut?
1: No, 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 no. They'll just keep them. They'll, oh. just, they'll just keep them on the roster and, well, yeah, and pay, so and pay their play. money. Yeah, they'll play for the Rams. Eat the money to me sounds no, like... No, I, I phrased it poorly. Yeah, it keep cutting them. Cutting Aaron Donald. No, no, and no, letting, no, no, no. no. Like, keep them. Absorbing the keep contract. Yeah. But the interesting to me one to me was Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's owed $25 million next year. He has a potential out after that year where you would only owe him... million, I believe, in 2024, and then like $8 million in 2025, where you could get out of that contract. So you could do that. The Bears have $120 million to spend. You could give Jalen Ramsey $25 million next year if you wanted to. That is a shutdown corner. On your defense, that is one of the best corners in the NFL. And that is a piece that you could, if you get picks, I'm not saying trade the number one overall pick or the second round pick that you have that's extremely high at 30. Like, I'm not saying trade those picks. I'm saying that if you move back and you trade some of those other picks for them, you could, like, you've got the money to over... Like, I keep seeing these things on Twitter. Should they give Saquon Barkley $16 million? Oh. No! Who's suggesting that? No, absolutely not. Some people... I don't know who some people. I saw it going around Twitter yesterday. Would you give? Would you give uh, uh, Saquon Barkley fourteen million because he he's he opted out of his twelve million dollar is going to opt out of his twelve million dollar option right, and so he thinks he's worth more than twelve million dollars and he might be just not on the Bears. But I would be willing. Like, would you trade for Jalen Ramsey? That way, you know you have that shutdown corner. It adds to the depth of the position that you need. Sure. Like to me. If they were willing to trade Aaron Donald, I, I mean, what's Aaron Donald gonna what's Aaron Donald gonna cost you? I think more than Jalen Ramsey would cost you, of course. But to me, Jalen Ramsey might be a, a piece on a Matt Eberflus defense that could not instantly turn you around, but definitely fills. I know we just said that your corners and your safeties are set, but I mean, Jalen Ramsey is different.
0: Yeah, Ramsey and Johnson as your two corners fit fit in with gordon and brisker and eddie jackson that'd be a hell of a secondary yeah my my concern would be you have to address the run stopping abilities of this defense first and so to me it wouldn't be as valuable to have ramsey if you don't have two big bodies up front that can stop the run that to me the the biggest problem with the bears defense this last season was the the complete lack of ability to stop the run game. Yeah. And uh, the game against Dallas comes to mind. I also remember uh, Miami and Detroit. Those teams were just gashing the Bears for oh, like yeah. Yeah. eight yards a carry.
1: And but that, Aaron Donald's would cost you too much. So that's, yeah, of me, course. But and then DeAndre Hopkins was also in that piece. They also mentioned that DeAndre Hopkins could be on the move and where he would go. But they suggested a uh, a reunion with Bill O'Brien, who's now going to be in New England with, play, uh, with Bill Belichick. Play out your scenario, though.
0: Say the Bears do move back once or twice. Mm-hmm. You get more picks, and you're sitting at four where the Colts were. And at that point, at four, I don't think Will Anderson's available. So you take Jalen Carter. Sure. Boom. Game-changing defensive tackle. With that, with the extra picks, if you're able to uh, somehow facilitate an extra first-round pick and you use that on a wide receiver, whatever the case may be, and then you could use something else to go after Jalen Ramsey. If you added Ramsey
1: and Jalen Carter to a defense, I think now you're working with something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I think part of this trade package is going to be a future first, right? Like if you trade out of the first round, but you do might the get the Rams have that. No, you would get a future first. So you could trade your future first. Got it. For So I'm See, saying if, I'm, I don't want to do that though. I don't want to do it either. But what's Jalen Ramsey worth then? What's Jalen Ramsey? What do you think? How old is he?
0: Thirty-one. I gotta look real quick. I I think
1: he's around thirty. All right, so
0: he's up there. So you're you're talking about someone that will need a new contract around thirty.
1: Yeah, but he's he's signed through 2025. So or I I thought
0: the contracts that you were looking up earlier to show that he's like two years left. He's 28.
1: All right, that's younger than I thought. So he's got an out in 2023. He signed through 2025. Okay, that's that's much his, better than that. His dead cap hit, I was actually wrong. His dead cap hit in 2024 is $11 million. His dead cap hit in 2025 is $3.2 million. So, I mean, you're going to pay him a lot of cash if he's on the team, but let's say you need to cut him for yeah, a I reason. Mean, you've got a potential out. He's also, also worthy of the, the money that teams pay yeah, him. And you he know? signed through, he's 28, he signed through 2025. So to me, that's, if you can do that, if you can, let's say it's a second round pick and a fourth or whatever you throw in whatever extra they want. Like the, the point is that you would be trained. Let's say a second round pick. Would you trade a second round pick for Jalen and an extra fourth or fifth or whatever for Jalen Ramsey?
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, you know why? Because he will be so much more productive than the player you sent. You s- traded a second for during the season. Yes. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is by far a better player than Chase Claypool. And I think oh. going into the future, Claypool is never going to give you the
1: production that Jill and Ramsey will. If they had their two second-round picks still and never made the Claypool move, I would be saying trade one of those yeah. for Ramsey right now. Of course. Because you have two of them, and you're going to get more because they're going to trade this first round. They're going to trade this number one overall pick. Like I think we can all agree that they're going to do that. And so if you do that, then you're just going to get more picks. I feel like, that this, that if you could, like if your scenario works out where you get the four— and you get Jalen Carter, or maybe, look, who knows, people might be fighting over quarterbacks, and you get Could Will be. Anderson. That or would be the best thing. Or maybe whoever decides, maybe they take Jalen Carter third, and then you've got Will Anderson at four. Either way, you're yeah. getting a difference-making defensive player right off the bat. You're getting an instant defensive rookie of the year candidate right there, right? And so if you add that, and you add Jalen Ramsey, and then wherever the chips fall with everybody else, you draft some linebackers, you draft some extra defensive line help, you've got whatever, Sanborn, and, and whatever he's doing, and you've got, you've got all these Whatever guys, he's doing. You've got all these guys. Well, he, He's out there working hard. Yeah, he's the great white hope. You've got everybody out there, uh, and, 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 th- and they're taking care of business, right? If you've got that, then. He's not a point guard from Duke. I'm just saying, man. He's out there healthy and, and making a name for himself. <laughs> I don't I, – to me, that makes more sense than some of these scenarios I've seen where you're getting, like, Quentin Nelson from the Colts.
0: I don't think teams like the Colts will be giving up all pro players.
1: No, because the reason they're not going to, they believe that with their high pick – they're going to get a court. You don't think they're going to want to protect their first round yeah, investment? Well, and,
0: and turn it around quickly.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, we we discuss this on the show all the time, and also on the podcast. The NFL is not build it, build it in five years, come back and and try and compete. Mm-mm. It's it's flip it quickly. Yeah, um, and and that's something that takes place each and every off season. Teams are looking to make moves to bounce right back up to the top. And the Colts, a team in the last couple of years seem a little desperate, and, and they don't seem like the type of organization that's okay building slow no. and then hoping in five years that they're competing. That's a, we make moves because we want to win the
1: South, and then we want to get to the playoffs next season. Like, if I see an alert the day of the draft or even before the draft, like, this might be something the Bears might do before and just say, hey, they trade that number one overall pick, they traded to the Colts for their four and a, a second-round pick, and a future first-round pick, and whatever, and they end up trading that second-round pick that they get for Jalen Ramsey, I'll be happy. I don't think that's overvaluing Jalen Ramsey. No, I, I think that would be a good fit for the Bears if they could get that done. And take advantage of a team that's been getting rid of their picks and overpaying players and have been up against the cap for the last few years, and now it's finally coming up to bite them, and they need to unload some of these great players. If someone wants to check that out, that's on ESPN.com. ESPN.com, front page of the NFL page. Or front NFL page, it's like one of the top stories.
0: Before you scroll.
1: Yeah. Top of the page. Top of the page. For the fold. Top, top of the fold. Before the fold. Black and Abdullah, it's the
0: Bear Down Podcast. We'll be back on Thursday to talk some Bears football with you here on the Bear Down Podcast. Until then, you can catch us Black and Abdullah weeknights, six to eight, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll talk to you Thursday right here on the Bear Down Podcast.